1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today
0: to talk about the NFL free agency needs for Giants and Jets and of course the ever-present Aaron Rodgers rumors. We bring in Ryan Dunleavy from the New York Post NFL reporter. Hey Ryan how are you?
1: Good Laurie how are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. I guess we have to start with the story that um well let me just ask you is should we expect that in about 10 years jordan love is going to be deciding whether he wants to retire or not retire? like is this is this just something that quarterbacks in green bay have to do like just hold us all captive wondering if they're going to retire or not retire or what team they want to play for
1: i guess if you have a, the kind of career that brent barks and Aaron Rodgers had you earn the right to do that. Ah, yeah, the Packers I, will be thrilled <laughs> if Jordan Love is holding them hostage in 15 years because he won a Super Bowl, a couple MVPs, and uh, <laughs> is now, they have some guy waiting in the wings ready to replace him at 39, but he's still an all time great. The Packers will gladly trade that headache for the 13 years to come.
0: All right, so they'll they'll name a, a street after him out there, um, and they won't care. Fair enough. So the latest on Aaron Rodgers seems to be that he says a decision, stay tuned, is coming soon. I, I know it's hard to ask you to read the tea leaves, but any sense if that means that it could be coming as soon as tomorrow or at least by Wednesday at the beginning of NFL free agency, would he want to do that favor on some level to, for the Packers or for, you know, what other team he might go to?
1: No, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is the favorite for anybody. I mean, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is happy to keep everybody guessing to prove that he's, no one has his inside information that it, it, there are no leaks around him. I think he loves every second of this. That said, either the Packers or the Jets should pretty much throw down a firm gauntlet and say Wednesday's the deadline here or the Packers or we're, you know, you're, you're, we're moving on to Jordan and you're going to have to compete for the starting job or the Jets should say or we're putting in an offer for Lamar or Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, they should be firm with him by Wednesday. I think we'll have a resolution by then. I honestly would be surprised if we didn't have one tomorrow. But I'm also surprised we don't have one today. And I'll say this, Lloyd. When I make calls to people around the league, again, Aaron has created a very tight circle. So no one knows. There are no hints like there were in Daniel Jones' free agency where you knew stuff. Um, I'll say no one knows. Everyone thinks he's going to end up with the Jets. But the longer it goes, it just feels like we've had situations in sports like this where the longer it goes, the unexpected outcome happens. And is he waiting for uh, another team to suddenly pop up and that's his better option? Is he waiting to retire? It just seems like if it was the inevitable that everybody would expect, I don't know why it hasn't happened already.
0: Yeah. It, 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 it seems like, I guess our outcomes are retire where it just, obviously he, there's a lot of money out there and while well, he's made a lot of money, I don't know. Is he really going to retire? Maybe. Um, retire is an option. Stay with the Packers. At this point, there's the Jets. That, yeah, and that's
1: the, not really an option.
0: Yeah, it, it feels like with, with what the Packers president has said, that there's too much negativity right now, that I don't know that he would want to go back to the Packers. So then really, are we looking, as you said, there could be another team. Is that maybe...
1: Any chance that's Vegas? I mean, it doesn't sound that right way, right? Like no, no one you ask has another team. No one, like, no one says there's another team. It's just the history of sports and gut feelings just tell you that there's something that at something that it doesn't add up. But it'll probably all work out. It'll probably be with the Jets. But it does feel like he's waiting for a mystery team to pop in. Would I think it's Vegas? Look. Vegas is in a really tough spot as far as they want a young quarterback, but unless they're willing to trade up to three, they're probably not going to get him. Uh, The quarterbacks are probably going to go one, two, three, four in the draft. Whoever Mm -hmm. trades with the Cardinals is going to get that third pick. Is it Atlanta? Is it Vegas? It's a good time to be the Cardinals right now because you can hold a bunch of teams hostage for that third pick, and somebody is not going to end up with a quarterback they want going into the season. Right now, that right now that could be Vegas unless Jimmy Garoppolo goes there, and then then you start to wonder is that team the Jets?
0: Of course, we're going to talk free agency. We're going to talk Giants and Jets, but because that big trade. Um, for the number 1 overall pick with the bears and the panthers did just happen over the weekend. I'm curious. I saw a lot of places where people thought the bears um, crushed it and you know they've won the trade and all this and I know, you know, DJ Moore in that all of that but how did you interpret it? I I mean, I think it's a, obviously it's it's good for the bears that they are trading down and and amassing value. But I didn't think it was a terrible
1: trade for the Panthers. I'm with you. I'm with you. I know the overwhelming opinion was that the uh, Bears made out like bandits. I didn't think so. I mean, they swapped first-round picks. Right. And then they got one additional first-round pick. And D.J. Moore, who's an excellent talent, but I'm not going to use the Dave Gettleman logic that just because he was a first-round pick – you know, six years ago, like Jabril Peppers, when he got in, right. he counts as a first-round pick. No, he's a twenty million dollar a year player. Right, a first a first-round pick has a twenty million dollar total contract. So you're not getting a first-round pick; you're getting a good, a very good player with a huge contract. So they got one additional first-round pick, a second-round pick, and a good player. I think that's a good trade. I don't think they robbed the Panthers blind, especially if you believe the reports, and there's no reason not to that the Panthers now might still trade down. So so uh they, you gotta think that the Panthers are gonna come out ahead here. They know what they gave up, they know what they uh would want to trade for the number one pick. So you gotta think that they think that they can get more than they gave up, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and it is very interesting if they do end up uh trading down, like how many um you know, the obvious spot would be Houston if Houston has one quarterback in mind that they love and If Carolina is sitting on two after evaluation, then that's a really interesting interesting spot to be in. Um, All right, so we can go down that whole rabbit hole, but Giants and Jets fans winding up. So Jets fans, so if you had to, I know it's hard. We're saying maybe by tomorrow. Otherwise, our gut would say more than likely by Wednesday. We may get an Aaron Rodgers decision if you had to put odds on it are we at better than 50 percent that Aaron Rodgers is the New York Jets starting quarterback next season
1: I'd put it at 60 40.
0: Okay and then if they don't go there because it doesn't work out somehow with Aaron Rodgers what what do you think is the Jets next best option?
1: Plan B isn't so scary. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. The problem is if Jimmy Garoppolo agrees to a deal with the Raiders tomorrow before Aaron Rodgers right. um, has his deal, then there's no plan C. Plan C is Carson Wentz or Andy Dalton or you know, Marcus hoping, Mariota.
0: Right, you're hoping Ryan Tannehill could be traded or you're hoping you know somehow Kirk Cousins or you've got yeah. something like that. Because, look, I, look I'm— I'm the person who says Lamar Jackson would absolutely be my first choice for the New York Jets. If I was a Jets fan or a general manager there. But my, my issue there is I just can't see the Ravens letting him go. I think they're, you know, am I right in thinking this is just letting the market come up with a yeah. value for him, a contract for him?
1: That's what the other teams in the league, I've talked to, I don't know, four or five. teams. Okay. Yeah. That's what the opinion is. Teams don't, One, don't want to do the Ravens work for them because they assume whatever offer they come up with, the Ravens are going to match. And two, that this is fighting back against Browns owner Jimmy Haslam and not necessarily we don't want to pay Lamar. It's we don't want to start a standard of fully guaranteed contracts in the NFL. So this is a message to, to him and to any other owner thinking about it is this is not where this league is headed.
0: So it's an it's an unspoken, unstated collusion, but actually that makes a lot of business sense because you had one owner. uh, Yeah, I just don't know if
1: it collusion to me makes it sound like it's against the players. Like I don't think it's against Lamar. I think it's against their fellow owner. Like how dare you do this? Right.
0: Yeah. No. It was. Yeah. A terrible contract by one desperate owner. Um, sets a precedent for the league that everybody else didn't want. Um, we're talking to Ryan Dunlady from the New York Post. So I know you wrote a story in, uh, I read it online, but, you know, in in the post um, that ranking your top free agents. So I guess let's start with just, um, you had a long list there, but let's start with just who are the, um, you know, top, who do you see as the top couple of free agents overall? And then we can go into who are the best fits for the Giants and Jets.
1: Sure. I, I have Javon Javon Hargrave, the defensive tackle for the Eagles, as the best. Orlando Brown, the left tackle for the from the Chiefs, two. Jesse Bates, the safety for the Bengals, three. Mike McGlinchy, the right tackle for the Bears, four, and James Bradbury, an old New York friend, uh, cornerback from the Eagles, at five. Really, I did the top thirty free agents. Mm-hmm. The shocking part was seven were on the Eagles last season, so they could look very different. I mean, may, I mean, they'll probably keep Jason Kelsey and maybe one or two others, but they're gonna. The Eagles are about to take a hit. They're gonna lose four or five starters from their Super Bowl team.
0: Well, and then uh, at some point that Jalen Hurts' extension is going to be done, and that's obviously going to change their cap uh, pretty dramatically as well, uh, their payroll. Um, Okay, so for looking at Giants and Jets, let's start with – we'll start with Giants. Who are – my challenge with the Giants, and sometimes Giants fans get annoyed at me for this, is that I so appreciate the job – that the coaching staff and the players did to get to the playoffs last season. Um, but at the same time, it really, I still look at it as year one of a rebuild and a, and a roster that has a, ta- you know, talent holes kind of all over the place. Um, most, most weeks I thought the giants were the less talented team that, you know, unless they were playing like the Houston Texans and, and, so what do you do if you're the Giants? You have some money um, and cap space, but how, how do you think that Joe Shane will approach this free agency and the budget he has?
1: They look at themselves a lot like you look at them, Laurie. They have a team that overachieved based on good moves in the front office and good coaching to get the most out of guys uh, like the um, Isaiah Hodgins of the world. Uh, how do I think Joe Shane will approach it? I think he's going to go for quantity over uh, quantity over quality, if that makes sense. I'm, and I'm not saying he's getting bad players. I'm saying I think he wants to target four or five starters rather than one blow the market out with a Javon Hargrave or another Lando Brown. I think he's looking to get a starting inside linebacker, a starting corner, um, probably a number two or three receiver um maybe a starting guard maybe two inside linebackers maybe a safety like i think he's looking to really pick that second tier top of the third tier of free agency and get uh maybe four or five guys rather than hand out the splashy contract i don't think the giants will hand out the top contract at any one position in free agency
0: So in some ways, I mean, that's an anti-Dave Gettleman, where we're not going to see the um, Kenny Galladay or Nate Solder type of contract. They're going for that big name and that. Instead, we're to see, as you said, quantity. For those types of deals, are those, um, obviously, it's, you know, they're less money, but also um, is it that they are, Less long-term deals in terms of the guaranteed money and the cap hit, and you can get out from them sooner. Or do you anticipate that they will be deals with guaranteed money that will have these players on the Giants for multi years?
1: No, I think like last year they only gave out two multi-year deals. That was because they were cap strapped. Right. You don't want you don't want to do that. They are uh, Glownski and backup quarterback tyrod taylor were the only two guys you're looking at three-year deals i think mostly you can get out of after two-year deals the name i heard the most often when i was at the combine and since was eagles linebacker tj edwards Mm -hmm. probably like the third or fourth best inside linebacker as a guy the giants are targeting i heard tight end a lot i gave them dalton schultz in my preview Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know if dalton schultz is necessarily the guy maybe it's Mike Jasicki, or maybe it's Robert Tunyon or Irv Smith. Uh, but I think one of the top five tight ends will probably end up with the Giants. One of the top five inside linebackers. Corner, I think uh, they could get priced out of the top. but They're certainly looking for a starter. The name that comes up a lot at inside linebacker is Tremaine Edmonds. I think they'll get, because of his ties to the Bills and Joe Shane was heavily involved in drafting him. I think they'll get priced out of that pretty quickly. I think he's a $15 million a year player. I don't think the Giants are handing out anything like that, but I won't be surprised if they hand out a couple of three year, $30 million contracts with, you know, about half guaranteed. So the player is expected to be here at least two years.
0: Um, what, what, what do you expect the Giants to do next season at center? Is that more likely to come via free agency and, and upgrade there? Or is that something where they go, I don't know the first three, four rounds of the draft for that. Or do you expect Feliciano back?
1: Yeah, I think it'll be Feliciano. Okay. Uh, when we were asking about specific players to Joe Shane, there was very much, we'll see what the market is on Julian Love. We'll See what the market is on Darius Slayton. <laughs> and, and then, uh, Feliciano's name came up and it was like, well, you can't let too much leadership walk out the door. So uh, I, expect, okay. I expect he'll be back on some sort of one-year, $3 million contract, not a multi-year deal. And then I do think they'll look to use one of their 11 draft picks, you know, a day three pick, maybe a fourth fifth rounder on a backup center. And uh, that guy moving forward, maybe even competing with Feliciano by mid-season.
0: And then... One obvious other piece of business that I would expect to get done at some point soon would be that the Giants have to redo um, some contracts. We saw the Jets do that. But um, are you, what's going on? What are you hearing about Leonard Williams? I think he has a 30, right now they'd be on the hook for $32 million um, for this season with him. But something like a $20 million dead cap um, if they cut him. So w- how do you expect that one to get resolved?
1: That's a great question. I think it's interesting you asked that, not Saquon, because I actually think Leonard Williams is the bigger mystery because, uh, like you said, it's $32 million cap, hit, which is one of the top three, I think, in the NFL for a non-quarterback. Uh, $20 million dead with $12 million savings if they cut him. But I don't know that they can cut him because – They don't have much defensive line depth as it is. They're chasing number three, four, five interior linemen. It's a huge drop off from Leonard Williams to the next guy on the roster. You know, Dexter Lawrence being one, Leo two, obviously. So they'd be adding to an already significant hole by cutting him. Uh, but we've seen from the past, Leonard Williams and his agents don't give a penny. They, they, they don't do anything on the Giants like Laron Rodgers. They don't care about your timeline. If you need it done, then you pay for it now. We're not doing you any favors. So Leonard Williams hasn't given a penny to the Giants in any negotiation. I can't imagine he's going to take a pay cut. I can't imagine he's going to do a restructure on their timeline unless they're paying you know, 110% of value to get it done when they want it done. So I think it's fascinating. I I don't I don't anticipate they'll have something done with him by Wednesday.
0: So probably not by Wednesday. Uh, but if you are Leonard Williams and his agents, if the Giants were to say, "All right, uh, you know what? We want to. We realize there's a drop off, but we're not paying you thirty-two million dollars, and we'll take the twelve million dollar of savings." Then, and especially the longer this draws out, because the Giants. You know they are under the cap, so they're not desperate to do it now. they could use the money. but the longer this draws out uh, beyond Wednesday, if you're Leonard Williams, if the Giants offered you something around 20 million or in the 20s because they'd end up with a dead cap of that anyway if they walked away, is he going to get much more than 20 million dollars on the open market this year?
1: No, but he, remember, his cap is 32. His salary is 18. So um, do I think he could get, if they cut him, do I think he can get an $18 million salary somewhere? At this point today, yes. In June, as we learned with James Bradbury, money dries up. So yeah, if it got to June, he, I don't think he'd get to an $18 million salary. Then, it, then they might gain some leverage back. But right now, if they cut him, I think he'd have no problem getting what he, the Giants owe him from another team.
0: All right. Let's look at the Jets, and obviously Aaron Rodgers is the, is the uh, most um, intriguing there. Oh, before we leave the Giants, you mentioned him, Saquon Barkley. Um, any rumors there on you know what, you, what you're hearing might get done there? How likely is it that they just stick around with the um, franchise tag versus getting a deal done?
1: My belief is it's kind of in Saquon Barkley's court at this point. Like, I don't think the, the Giants have the franchise tag on him. Uh, they have kind of drawn a much more firm line in the sand with him than they did with Daniel Jones, where they drew a line in the sand and then moved it. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that with Saquon Barkley. Their best offer I've heard from sources right now is that it's a $13 million deal uh, per year. Uh, I don't think that's going to get bumped. Maybe they play around with three versus four years or the amount of guaranteed money in that deal or the distribution of payouts of the guaranteed money in that deal. But I don't think the average annual salary is bumping up much. So it's going to be up to Saquon if he wants to play on the tag or if he wants long-term security or if he thinks like playing on the tag, he can have a monster year and earn a bigger deal next year.
0: Uh, and since it did also actually happen this week I did mean to ask you Daniel Jones contract I think right now it it has him on uh, you know sort of the seventh ranked um if I mean if you wanted to look at AAV which I know obviously it really does have to do with guaranteed money but if we looked at AAV I think it had him at seventh um in the NFL but we both know Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. A bunch of guys are going to have new contracts probably by the time the season starts. And so if Daniel Jones call it, you know, 11th on AAV, um, how does that contract feel to you uh, for Daniel Jones? Is it, you know, is it still um, just too much for what we've seen from this player or given... The, you know, given what the Giants have seen from him and where contracts are heading, does it, for a player who's, you know, 25 turning 26, does that feel right?
1: I don't want to take a cop out, but kind of both. Like, it feels <laughs> like too much because he really hasn't done enough to prove that he is the 11th best quarterback in the NFL, certainly not seven or 11th when all is said and done, but. The options are so scary, like we're talking about with the Jets. If yep. they don't get Aaron Rodgers, are they gonna have Carson Wentz? Like, <laughs> like the options are so scary that if you don't keep Daniel Jones and you're looking at playing next season after going to the playoffs with, you know, Marcus Mariota as your quarterback, it's just so deflating that you have to pay the guy who's, you know, average. You have to pay him an above-average salary. Uh, look, the, Daniel Jones went in as I reported for weeks here. And asked for forty-eight million dollars a year. The it was ridiculous. The Giants are never going to pay that. They had the tag of thirty-two in their back pocket. It went down to six minutes before the deadline before they worked it out. Giants did a pretty good job of holding firm, getting it to forty million, which is really thirty-seven and a half because you take away the fourth guaranteed year. But then they gave him a lot of easy incentives, so he'll probably end up forty to forty-two million dollars a year. Uh, which is like I said, it's an overpay, but the other options are so so bleak that you have to do it.
0: Yeah, I almost feel like if they had not re signed Daniel Jones or, um, yeah, kept him on the sal- on the franchise tag, that it, you're almost better off when you look at the other options for the Giants and where they are in a rebuild to just let Tyrod Taylor start and, um, call yourself a rebuild and not sign as many to- players and just sort of say, Hey, you know, we're going to try and draft a quarterback next year, which okay. which is a bad place to be when you have a good coaching staff.
1: It's a hard place to be when you're a number 25 pick. Now you got to trade up future first. And oh, make not sure.
0: this season. I, like, I wouldn't even oh, be okay. trading out. I'm saying, in other words, you let Tyrod Taylor start, oh. you stink. I mean, like that's what I'm saying. Like I think that's why yeah. you almost have to sign Daniel Jones because otherwise you're sort of punting next season to try and hope you have a high pick.
1: And then you're telling the fan base that just suffered yeah. through the five worst years yeah. of the NFL. Oh, so yeah, we made the playoffs last year, but now we're going to go backwards. That's yeah. a hard sell.
0: It is a hard sell. And you do have a good coaching staff where we thought this was year one of a rebuild and they actually, um, you know, I think this coaching staff might not, get you to a top five pick they yeah. might actually you know have you at 10th or something yeah. you know
1: yeah oh, i agree i agree
0: <laughs> so it's tough all right let's switch to the jets and and for the jets they cleared cap space they redid some contracts um who are the best free agent fits that you're looking at for the new york jets
1: well it's all offensive linemen right mm-hmm. so uh if they had money, you would say, okay, maybe they're going after like um, Mike McGlinchey or Caleb McGarry, these left tackles and right tackles who are out there. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, the guy I mentioned from the mm-hmm. Bills after the linebacker, is a guy Robert Sala wore, loved him so much as a defensive player coming out in the draft when he was the 49ers uh, defensive coordinator. He actually wore a Edmonds jersey into the <laughs> draft room hoping to get him and then the bills, you know, end up getting him. So uh, if they had money, you would think it'd be easy. Like years passed for the Jets. It was okay. They're going to go at the top of the market and they're going to get CJ Mosley or they're going to get DJ Reed or they're going to get Lincoln Tomlinson. The Jets are not going to have much money, especially if they end up with Aaron Rodgers. So maybe if they get Aaron Rodgers, it's Alan Lazard, the Packers receiver following uh, Rogers to the Jets because they could use a receiver now that they're letting Braxton Berrios go and they'll probably cut Corey Davis this week for more sa- uh, cap savings an offensive tackle is it Andre Dillard the Eagles fir- former first round pick who never materialized mm-hmm. lost the battle to Jordan Mailata but Joe Douglas was obviously very familiar with him from Philly it's, it's those kind of guys it's If I said second and third tier guys for the Giants, it's mostly like third and fourth tier guys for the Jets. It's not the Jets free agent shopping sprees we've seen in years past. I'd be surprised. I didn't give them any of the top 30 free agents because I expect them to have 60, 40. Like I said, I expect them to have Aaron Rodgers, in which case I expect them to have very little cap space.
0: When it comes to the uh, quarterback decision and Aaron Rodgers – Is your sense that this is being driven primarily by the owner, Woody Johnson, or is it more um, being driven by uh, Joe Douglas, the general manager?
1: Uh, That's a good question. I wasn't covering the Jets back in, like, the Tim Tebow, Brett Favre, you know, whatever that was, like 08, uh, 11, 12. Um, And that's where Woody got that reputation, right, as he's a— quarterback star chaser, um where he he wants his quarterback to be a star and to sell tickets and to be on the back pages. Um so he certainly has that reputation. I don't think that's changed. I certainly think he sees Aaron Rodgers with googly eyes. But it'd be hard for me not to believe that Sala and Joe Douglas want him too. I mean both those guys will enter this season on the hot seat. They I'm sure look at Aaron Rodgers as their best chance to you know, extend their stay in New York is Aaron Rodgers. So I can't say this is all on Woody Johnson. This isn't Woody big footing guys who have a long-term plan and he wants the star chaser. No, I think everybody's on the, we have to, we have to win now to keep our jobs kind of urgency plan. And Aaron Rodgers is certainly that urgency plan. So I I would say they're all on the same page.
0: All right. Yeah. Usually general managers don't get to choose more than two uh, different starting quarterbacks. And this would be for as, as good a job as Joe Douglas has done overall, building the talent on the franchise with drafting Zach Wilson, number two overall, whether it was his choice or not with Aaron Rodgers, I would assume, like, does would Joe Douglas get a chance to uh, select a third starting quarterback for the Jets? I,
1: I think this is very much a win or okay. a, wi- a win or else. Season for both Douglas. and, and is Butler.
0: win the playoffs or is win like I know long suffering Jets fans think Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl, but what what is win? And well, I mean, mean it depends.
1: If, if it's Aaron Rodgers, the expectations are a lot different. If it's Jimmy Garoppolo or if it's Mike White and Zach Wilson, I mean if it's Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be make the playoffs and you know probably advance. But you know it depends how it goes, Lori. I mean it's impossible to say. Like well, you know we we you have an idea like the jets last season was at one point where they were like they have to make the playoffs. And then you, so then they didn't have to make the playoffs and they, they you know, you're all and two and then you're four and two and depends how the season goes. Like Brett Favre, we look at that and we say, well, that was a disappointing acquisition one year and they didn't make the playoffs. They were eight and three before he got hurt. If they're eight and three, look at the Packers last year, they were, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers got hurt and then they, uh, they end up not making the playoffs. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hurt, they probably, you know, are their regular twelve and five team who uh, is in the NFC Championship, and Aaron Rodgers isn't on the market, right? So it depends how it goes. I would say making the playoffs is a bare minimum probably for Sala and Douglas, no matter who the quarterback is.
0: All right, uh, Ryan Dunleavy. Appreciate the time. You will be busy tomorrow. Legal tampering period begins. By the way, that is a funny name from the NFL, right?
1: I mean, it's also ridiculous because the legal tampering began. I guess the illegal tampering began in Indianapolis at the Combine. So, yeah, it starts at noon tomorrow. By 12.05, you'll have a free agent with a four-year, $75 million deal that I promise you did not come together between 12.01 and 12.05. Uh, yeah. they don't even, they don't even hide it anymore. Guys have, they have deals five minutes after the period began negotiations. As we saw with Daniel Jones are not that quick. So they've been in the works for a while.
0: Yes, it does seem, uh, interesting. Um, the, as I say, the oxymoron of legal tampering, um, <laughs> Ryan Dunleavy, appreciate the time. Uh, we, uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Lori.